0: Welcome back to the Castro Files. Hi,
1: guys. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing
0: well, thank you. we have got another fun story Beth's going to share today. Yeah. And first things first, of course, go out, like, subscribe to the podcast channels out on iTunes and Spotify. under So out on the audio ones, are going to be out under the bars open with Beth and Greg, but out on YouTube, of course, just hit the like and subscribe button if you don't mind. We'd appreciate it. We'll yeah. do that. And then...
1: Also on Instagram, we do share the pictures after yep. the show, so that if we reference any pictures, but you're listening, you can go and find those and pictures. Drop those on out in, there on the IG, the IG, the IG,
0: and of course, go out, hit the links in our Instagram bio. You can check it out, or in the comments, in the notes, the show notes, where you can go and check out all of the swag, the shirts, and the some cute cups, stuff. and all yeah. the stuff. The coffee an mug order and all I that. want a
1: couple things right right. now.
0: Yeah, there's some new stuff out there too. Yeah. So go check it out. All right, cool. Let's get on with your story. All right. What you got today? Well,
1: from now on, I'm taking off my glasses because I actually see better without them <laughs> while I'm reading. So than reading um, over your glasses, right? Uh, nice. So I am reading from a book called "The Ghost Stories: Terrifying Accounts of Haunted Houses, Paranormal, um, and Various Other Things" by Oh My Gosh, where would he go? Um, <laughs> by Come on, man, Jack Crow. Jack
0: Crow. Jack all Crow. Right, let's go. So
1: the story I'm reading is called "The House on the Hill." Okay. Okay. Um, so Christina fell down upon her feet as she felt the weight of dread pulling her down to the golden brown earth beneath her feet. She struggled to maintain her position, moving to stand as she looked onto the little hill above the onto the little hill above that held the farmstead where she had lived. It looked normal, for all intent and purposes, to Christina. Nothing looked terribly out of place that she didn't expect to not be there. A slow-moving breeze blew down from below, almost as if beckoning her to continue on forward. The only sound in the distance was coming from a small, rusted windmill in the backyard. The dark, worn, pitted wood of the farmhouse stood as, stark, stood as a stark contrast against the evening skyline as the sun settled down beneath the tree line to once more turn day to night and complete its cycle. But for Christina, everything felt different. It felt so wrong. She couldn't quite place what it was that was out of place in the scene until she moved to stand and she realized what it was. Everything was so silent. Excuse me. No sound of work was to be found. Her parents often made sure that there were signs of life on the farmstead. Cows, chickens, her siblings who took time off to procrastinate managed to be loud enough that the farm hill felt like home whenever she approached. But now it was deadly silent. No clucks of hens, no moos of cows, no laughter, no yelling, no human voices echoed in the air. And to Christina, that alone sent her shoulders alight in goosebumps. She quickly took her hand and felt down the wrinkled mess of her skirt, brushing aside grass and hay and wheat from herself as she debated whether or not to approach or to run. It felt as if she was in some sort of dream, a nightmare that she couldn't wake up from. The overpowered emotion within her compelled her forward, either from her own morbid curiosity or from familial duties, she couldn't decide which one. So she walked slowly still, the crunch of dry grass the only sound of her approach. The lights within the home were darkened. The house, so dark in color, often kept warmth, inside with lights and candles to give a welcoming glow were now snuffed out, feeling now like some wooden tomb. The door was slightly ajar, open now that once felt so welcoming to approach, now screamed of danger. But Christina continued to move on, pressing her hand in the doorframe, she pushed inward. The hinges protested out, warning her what was to come or whoever was inside that someone was approaching. Inside, to Christina, it felt as if to be a mix of both the familiar and the unfamiliar. She recognized everything inside, the hallway, the doorways, even the stairs that led to the second floor, but it felt different now as if she shouldn't be there, but she kept going. She needed to know what happened with her family. Hello? She spoke Hmm. out and her throat parched from worry, but the lilt of her voice echoed off the dark walls to carry throughout the house. Silence still. Then tentatively, she stepped inside one shoot foot touching down with a click upon the hardwood flooring as her heel landed on the carpeting. Still Nothing. Slowly, she made her way towards the kitchen, looking to see if there was anyone inside it, except uh, expecting to find her brothers face deep in a bowl of oats or her mother keeping herself busy with a local church bakery or anyone to give the home semblance of normalcy once more. Instead, she found nothing. Empty bowls on the table, the oven cooled but open, everything clean and immaculate, The foreboding sense Christina felt only continued to overcome her as the darkening skies outside of the home continued to encircle her world and bathe the room in a dying light. Turning, she slowly left the kitchen as she found it and made her way towards the dining room adjacent to it, a place where to her was time for family to be together, a place to talk and share and relax after the daily chores had been done. Nothing. No chairs in sight of the large oaken table and its smooth polished surface was clear of anything that might have been hinted to have been used, save for one object on top, a newspaper, with the paper itself opened and turned as if having recently been used. Slowly, Christina walked towards the paper, looking down to see what it was that was last read on it. Perhaps her father had been reading, catching up on daily struggles of the world, and decided to leave it was there for whatever reason." Though, when she leaned over and saw that the only thing that was open was the obituary page, signaling the death of local townspeople either through age or tragedy. The sense of dread only continued to tug at Christina's Hmm. mind, numbing her other senses as she fought to think of a reason why her father, or anyone else for that matter, would be reading about the local deaths. They had no sick or dying family members, and as far as she knew, everyone in her world was healthy. While deep in thought, a sound echoed from the living room, causing Christina to yelp out in surprise as she quickly stood back. Her senses now lit in an electrical fire that opened her up to the world. Where she once fought against her better judgment, her regret now touched out to all sights, smells, and experiences around her. That didn't stop her from trembling, however, as she slowly walked over towards the doorway that led to the family's sitting room. The sun, now having delved down below the horizon as the lines of the shining moon crisscrossed over the carpeted floor, only hinting now at what awaited Christina inside. The mystery continued to deepen. Where was her family? She didn't get the answer she wanted within the living room either as she entered in. The couches, usually so full of life, were shuffled in against one another, appearing as if someone, something, had moved all the furniture to the center of the room. The couch backs were pressed to end to end to one another, almost in a macabre version of a butterfly, as they were surrounded by dressers, shelves, stacks of lamps and oiled lantern, all centered on the carpet in front of an empty fireplace. The hairs on Christina's neck continued to stand as she maneuvered herself further into the room. The moonlight from the windows forming the crisscrossing patterns down on the floor beneath her feet, looking more and more like the echoes of her family. Where were they? She continued to wonder. At this point, the fireplace would be stoked. Her mother on the couch, reading a dime store novel that her father picked up for her on the way home from the grocery store, reveling in the imagination of outlandish worlds and adventures of people who didn't have responsibility. Her younger sister, so small and innocent, playing at her feet with blocks or drawing upon paper to idle her time till bed or supper was finished. But now, none of it had been as it should have been. Catching her breath, Christina quickly strode across the floor to the other side of the room, back to the doorway that led off to the hallway that led to the outside world, and the stairs that beckoned her upwards. But she couldn't help but feel as if something was watching her, something that sat in the darkness that was watching her every move. She couldn't tell where it was from, but the dread continued to sit down in her heart, forcing her to be close to panicking. She continued to swallow that fear and move, though, as she stood out from the hallway arch back to the familiar hall. The door was closed. The feeling of panic started to mount within her once she... Sorry. The feeling of panic started to mount within her once more as she rushed out towards the door to press in against it, turning the knob quickly, where it was stuck firmly in her hand, unmoving. It was locked. But how? The outside of it didn't have the lock as that defeated the purpose. But on her side of the door, she couldn't find the mechanism either to release it. She quickly shook the heavy door, rattling it on its hinges before she heard what sounded like a whisper, a low groaning sound of release that echoed down the stairways from behind her, freezing Christina in place as she quickly turned backwards, looking down the darkness to the steps. They stood there, normal, unlike the kitchen and living room, The darkness swallowed at the end of above, hiding what she would have found above, but the pathway stood open. Slowly, she took a step forward towards it, figuring she came this far. She might as well continue to ascend and figure out this mystery. She brought her hands down from the knob, hearing the wooden floor settle back down now as she took slow, deliberate steps over to the stairs. Reaching out, she placed a hand on the smooth metal ring, holding it st- holding it to steady herself as she moved upwards to take a step, then another, followed by a third, the darkness not relenting in what was at the top, no matter how close she got to it. It felt like an attorney to Christina. She often followed up these steps, always by the conclusion of dinner. Her room was at the top and to the left, having earned her the privacy by virtue of being the oldest, and she never considered how long it took to reach the top of the flight. But those were happier times when her world was full of love and laughter. Now, she was unsure what greeted her. The darkness swallowed her up as she continued to ascend, reaching the top of the floor as she looked around, seemingly lost in a fog of sorts, as she saw the standard hallway that led off to the several other rooms all around. From her position, they all looked fine. Normal, really. Nothing seemingly out of place. All of the doors ajar, showing off what might have been inside. First, she walked slowly to the r- The rightmost room. The room that held her brothers, usually. They shared a bunk, and the space inside was generally filled with small knick-knack toys and their their father either fashioned or made themselves. The wooden swords, to have wooden duels, trucks, and blocks, and more littered the floor as she entered in. Nothing. Not a soul in sight. This left Christina feeling saddened as well as unnerved. Hmm. They weren't around. She continued to follow through all the rooms. Her brother her little sister, hers, even a closet. Nothing, not a soul. Finally, she reached the large white doors that led to her parents' room, the thick wooden doors, white, a bright backdrop against the dark walls that surrounded her. Often uh, commented on being the brightest object of the house they all lived in, it now stood as a beacon to Christina about what could possibly be behind it and within the walls of the master suite. Swallowing a lump in her throat, Christina reached out and turned the handle and turned the knob with a small groan of unoiled metal and entered in. The room itself was as she figured it would be, looking much like the rest, clean without any signs of life, the dresser clear of clutter, the mirror for some reason covered with a sheet, Hmm. the flooring clear of knickknacks and objects. However, it was the bedding that drew her eyes as she saw something beneath the covers, her mother always loved quilts, and she both made and bought them from local friends and Mennonites in the area, preferring to cover the bedding with it. Christina's father often commenting that there was enough quilting on the bed to make a whole other mattress altogether. On this night, though, there appeared to be a figure beneath the covers, breathing in deeply and heavily, its figure shuddering as Christina heard the faint groan of what sounded like ragged breaths from a wounded animal, the quilts heaving with strain of the survival. Her blood running cold, she slowly moved over towards the blanket. Her steps halted at each min- at each moment the quilt rose up before the mass beneath shuddered once more in halting breath. She continued to inch her way closer and closer. Her senses heightened through her fear as she gently called out, "Mom?" The mass stopped for a movement, sorry, the mass stopped for a moment with a rasp, and Christina held her breath with whatever it was beneath the covers before it simply ignored her and she continued on. That didn't stop Christina, though, as she bit her bottom lip and slowly moved over, determined to at least reveal what was beneath for, we- for real or woe. Just as, she, just as the being gave another deep, grunted intake of breath, Christina grabbed at the soft fabric of the quilt and pulled it back to reveal what was beneath. Nothing. There was nothing beneath the blanket when she pulled it back. This sent her mind into a state of bewilderment. There had to have been something beneath her mm-hmm. or beneath here. Her mother, her father, someone was there. She frantically pulled the quilt back, then another one, and then finally the sheets themselves before finally getting all the way down to the bare mattress itself. Nothing. There was no hint that someone was here. The bed itself wasn't even warm from touch of another person. Christina felt herself nearly give up as she collapsed down onto the bed, striking her elbows down on the soft fabric, her knees hitting the floor as she gave a quiet sob. What was going on? None of her family were around and she was completely unsure where they were exactly. This nightmare seemingly didn't end for her. All she wanted to do was wake up. She wanted to wake up, go about her day, go to school, come home, feed the chickens, do her homework, plan with her father for the harvest season, scold her younger siblings for not working as hard as they should, eat dinner, go to bed. She wanted her boring life back. She wanted the comfort of her family but now all she saw was darkness all around her though as her despair reached its apex she looked up towards the window once more to look outside standing out in the darkness of the world outside she saw the family barn where the animals tended to go to at night out of the field to rust in their stalls she was what looked like a shadowy figure she saw she was what looked like a sa- sorry <laughs> she was what looked like a shadowy figure moving back catching a glimpse of its eyes it looked to the window above as to see her staring back before turning and walking inside to become with the dark, become one with the darkness there. Quickly, Christina moved to stand. Friend or foe, she didn't care anymore. Just the thought that someone was out here on her farm was enough to at least give her a glimmer of hope that she'll have some kind of answers to her predicament. She turned and fled from the room as the sound of the hacking breath responded again, indicating that what was, that what was once inhibited in the room was still there she didn't care anymore she needed to escape this house now she needed to get out to the barn quickly she ran down the steps the doors itself now open and giving no indication that it was once locked she bypassed this forgetting what had happened before as she exited out to a fog that came up the hill slowly the world outside of the hill seemingly disappeared from her view now giving the impression that this hill this farm and she were the only things left in existence turning she ran towards the barn her feet sinking to the soft muddy ground beneath her as she felt her lungs burn as she forgot as if she forgot how to breathe her desperation clung to her uh, closely to what she hoped were answers standing outside the barn now she looked inside and slowly stepped in to enter catching her breath no one here either not another soul not even the animals in their stalls were here to greet her all on the tools of the walls all the equipment her father had used stashed away. Slowly, Christina sank down to her knees, the combination of dread, despair, and fear finally having one out for her as she looked down towards the ground beneath her knees, feeling now that she was being watched, she was being judged, and she couldn't escape. She felt what she, felt what she was in a dream she couldn't escape from, and she had no idea how, to be, how she came to be. Her last thoughts lingering to the moments before she woke on the perimeter of her house. The sounds of a car crash and the sounds of breaking bones. She couldn't tell now which was dream and which wasn't anymore. Really give me goosebumps. She's dead. It's the sixth sense. Kind of.
0: <clears throat> I was thinking to myself, I'm like
1: really give me Was it like
0: the this is like a a prequel to Home Alone? Only like the sixth sense version.
1: <laughs> well, I
0: kind of was starting to think like it's like the upside down. Yes. it's not bright and sunny. Right, like the it's exactly normally.
1: So what I'm like in my head after I read it, and again after the second, now that I've read it a second time. The obituary was open because hers. her she was probably mm-hmm. in the obit. Yeah, um, she just didn't read to see who was in the obituary. It was just the paper, and the family is left. Right. I think I feel like they packed up, packed or, up, and moved. Or
0: is it another thing? I was kind of thinking this another, too. Like dimension, maybe that she's she in, can't ghost world. see uh-huh. living beings and stuff. She can see like tactile, like kind of things. She can see
1: the world that she's in now. She can't see the world that the living is living yeah.
0: That's, I mean, that one's kind of a cool thought too. That was interesting. So yeah. That was
1: cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, it's like, how long does it take in what, what's ghost time? Right. Like, is it just forever is forever. Right. But what, how long does it really take to like walk down a hall or walk up a flight of stairs if you're a ghost? Well, and then I've never thought of what
1: I was trying to figure out is why did she feel like she was being watched?
0: Like and then maybe, being judged.
1: Maybe because it's kind of like you said, where there were two, the living side and the, the, the and she's over. a ghost. And maybe pe- people from her family are seeing her as a ghost every once in a while. And yeah. that's why she's feeling, she's feeling something. Watched and judged. And but I didn't get was the bed and the thing in the bed that, that was be, like struggling maybe, to breathe. Was that maybe her?
0: Maybe. Before she, she died. Dying. Or, yeah, because you know, maybe if she was in a car accident. Maybe they put her in bed and she found that's where she passed. I mean, hopefully they would have
1: put her in the hospital, but I don't know. What's up, Uh, Pete? I was just going to say, have you seen the movie uh, "The Others" with Nicole Kidman? Yes. Exact same idea. Same Same thing. Yeah. 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 Super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you
0: got some photos? Let's see. I did. So
1: um, the first photo is now. None of these are related to the story. These are what I give you an idea that you would see if there had been. So this is just kind of a creepy farm. Mm -hmm. So. As she was walking up this could have been what she like saw.
0: A, it would it be creepy or it's just a farmhouse well I mean, for
1: her it's an abandoned farmhouse now oh, which makes point, it creepy. Yeah, that's so true. that's kind of what i was right
0: the, one other thing i was like the silence can be freaky whenever have you ever heard yes, of like when things happening nothing, in the woods or something like the, all of a sudden there's a predator no, comes
1: out and everybody just shuts up this yeah they even the, the birds yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah so. uh the next one is a picture of what i thought like maybe the dining room where the newspaper was at mm-hmm. might have looked you know kind of that old style farmhouse Um, just what she wandered into, you know, with the chairs, nothing looking that it's lived in except for the newspaper. Right. Uh, the next photo is, um, the car crash. crash. Yeah. The scene of a car crash. crash. Probably a little
0: more modern picture there, but nonetheless. It is,
1: but, um, it's from a news article I found where people did pass away. So I thought this is probably what a car would look like if you got into a, if you lost your life due to a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. The next picture is, um, oh, same one. Let's see. Is oh, um, a, ghost a ghost girl? You know, kind of at the scene of the street, probably where mm-hmm. she died, walking before up she whatnot. got back to the farm.
0: Very good. So, that was a great yeah. story.
1: Yeah, it was. It was creepy little, more than scary, yeah. and it was kind of slow. If you, when I read it the first time, I was like, "Oh wait, I, I, okay, it's interesting. It's interesting." But then I read it again. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool."
0: Yeah. So. Because again, if you, de- if you, if you don't ascend, yes. whatever your faith is or something right. and you're stuck in a house, right. nobody's going to be home.
1: Yeah. Unless I there's think a, that would unless be you're lonely.
0: Unless like your dead great grandparents are there or something. Or they're, they're just like chilling. They, yeah. You know, so, but it was,
1: uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, but absolutely. It fun, Thank you so, so much. Yeah, of course. All
0: right. Thank you again for joining us on the Castro files. We'll catch you all next time. Bye
1: Cheers. guys. Have See. a great week.